0: Financial Grown-Up Guide, organizational tips for financial grown-ups with pro organizer, Barbara Reich. You're listening to Financial Grown-Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown-Up. And you know what? Being a grown-up is really hard, especially when it comes to money, but it's okay. We're gonna get there together. We got this. Hey, friends. You can't be a financial grown up if you aren't organized, and that goes for your finances, but it also goes for your life, and if we're being honest, your stuff, because again, if we're being honest, haven't we all bought something that we already have because we either forgot we had it or had no idea where we put it? So kudos to those of you who cannot relate, but I'm looking in the mirror on this one. I can relate. Before we get to our guests and her tips on how financial grown-ups can get more organized, if you guys are looking for classic episodes where we talk to high achievers who share their money stories and everyday money tips, those drop on Mondays and Thursdays, and you can listen to about 175 of them that we've done by going to com forward slash financial grownup podcast, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This topic became top of mind recently because we have been updating my son's room and doing some cleaning out and we find things that we love that we had no idea we even had, which is why I reached out to my go-to pro organizer, Barbara Reich. She heads resourceful consultants. You may have seen her many, many TV appearances, places like the Today Show. You also probably see her advice in so many publications, including the New York Times and the New York Post. She is also the author of Secrets of an Organized Mom, and I get to call her my friend. Hey, Barb. Hi, how are you? So glad you were able to make time in your schedule for this. Before we get into your tips, I know that you take a 360-degree approach to getting organized, and that means everything gets scrutinized, not just stuff in someone's home, but their schedule, even their apps and technology. Tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and your whole philosophy.
1: So I have been a professional organizer for many, many years before even Marie Kondo even thought about organizing. I take a 360 degree approach to organizing, as you said. And what that means is not only do I look at the physical space, although I often start with the physical space, it's a lot more than that. It's also time management. It's also digital decluttering. And it's even life coaching for people because when there's greater organization, there's less stress. And when there's
0: less stress, people have more time to do the things that they enjoy and the things that they need to do. Well said. All right, let's get into your tips. So, you brought three general concepts and then we're going to elaborate on them. So, the first organizational tip for financial grownups is to know what you have.
1: A couple of years ago, I decided to delegate to my husband the keeping of all of our financial statements. And I had a beautiful system in place. I had binders, monthly statements got filed at the end of the year. When the annual statement arrived, the monthly statements could be destroyed. I hadn't looked at it in quite some time. And I happened to open the cabinet where my beautiful binders were. And I literally almost fell to the floor gagging because- Oh my God, what there, happened? <laughs> there were just piles and piles of paper. My husband was claiming that he had a system and you know that they were roughly stacked by years. But clearly if we needed to find something, we couldn't. What I said to him was, well, if you didn't feel like filing, we can get digital statements. I mean, that that is something that I believe everybody should do because you can create a digital file for each of the accounts that you have. And if you need to print it out to look at it for five minutes or to study it, you can do that. But at least everything is contained in in a single file and it's much easier to access that way. So My husband did allow me to trash his system. (laughs) And even though we didn't go back to my system, which was, in fact, outdated, given the ease with which digital statements are available,
0: we did have a system where we could find what we needed. So when you say know what you have, can you give us some specific things? Because that's an example. But what things should people do? Number one, you mentioned digital. Storing digitally is a great way for information. What about when it comes to just general stuff?
1: for example, and I'm trying to give it a financial focus, many people make donations. They make charitable donations throughout the year. If you have one place, digitally is what I recommend, but if not that, then a paper file where each time you get a confirmation that you made a donation, you have a place to put it. Then when you go to do your taxes, you can find that. Recently, I did a makeover of a single mother with triplets. And when we first walked into the apartment, and by the way, this was featured on Channel 11 last week, but when I first walked into the apartment, there were literally, it was a storage unit where there were probably 20 to 30 bins, just stacked floor to ceiling. And that was what her living room looked like. And when we actually started going through the papers, um, and and we probably reduced 15 boxes of papers to two she was able then to take responsibility. You know, when you talk about being a financial grown up, she was just sort of burying her head under the sand and just every time she received something financial, it just threw it into another box. She didn't know what she had. So there was no way that she could make decisions or pay her taxes properly, what? assemble what she needed for her taxes properly. That's part of knowing what you have and storing it in a way that you can find it.
0: That's so well said. And the number two thing we're going to talk about, the second theme, is store things where you can find them. I love this because you gave me what sounds like a very simple tip, but it literally changed my life. And that was to invest in hangers that are all the same. So I did this at your suggestion a couple of years ago, and it's changed my life because I could see what I had. And it changed my storage system. And now my whole family, for the most part, I've got one person that's pushing back and wants his big wooden hangers that take up a ton of space. But for the most part, my family has the same very, they're sort of, um, they're not padded, but they're sort of a velour cover to these flat hangers. And they're all the same color even. And it makes things so much more easy to organize and to just see what you own. So I'm gonna ask you to kind of elaborate on that second theme, store things where you can find them and other ideas. So one thing I do want to
1: say here is that I used to be able to tell people that anecdotally they would feel better when they were organized, but there is actual real data around this now. There's data out of the Princeton Neuroscience Institute that talks about what clutter does to the prefrontal cortex of the brain. It talks about how your productivity and your creativity decrease in the presence of clutter. There was a study out of the UCLA Center for Family Living where they... Actually, measured the levels of cortisol in women's saliva and were able to see that those levels increased in the presence of clutter. So, what you talk about with getting all the same hanger, and I, by the way, like wooden hangers, if you have room for them. I've got no problem with the wooden hangers. I think they're beautiful okay. and classy. I'm just putting that
0: out there. That is true. But these are very, very, very large and not efficient for our New York okay, City apartment. So he, does,
1: he might He might be able to be convinced to get flat wooden hangers. But yes. We can talk about that all We're going to work on that. Uh, but anyway, when you have all the same hanger, it eliminates the visual noise so that when you look at your closet, all you see is your clothes. It's like when you walk into a clothing store, no one's noticing the hangers because they're all the same, which allows you to focus on the clothes. And even... There is still a need for some paper files. When I open somebody's file drawer, I want to eliminate the visual noise there too. So I like all the same file, all the same font. I like things labeled properly because it creates less stress when things are the same like that. So we're really talking about storing things where you can find them, but it's really about storing things in a way that's visually pleasing to you. So In addition to having all the same hangers, you can also have all the same containers in your kitchen. You could have all the same toy vessels in the playroom. So you really do want to stack the deck in your favor visually by not having excess clutter in the way you store things. Another thing that I would say is that you have to store your like things together because if you don't, you never know how much you have and when you need more. So how would you know when you need more light bulbs if you have light bulbs all over the house? And what I find that people do is they order from Amazon. And on Amazon, you think you're ordering four, and you don't realize you're ordering four dozen, four boxes of a dozen each. So people just have, right, I mean, that's happened to everybody, right, even me. So you think that you're having... You're know, you having this need to buy more of something, but you don't know. And that is true for light bulbs. It's true of black sweaters. It's true of pens. It's true of batteries. You need to store your light things together, and you need to have designated places in your house for them. I always say to people, you never lose your toothbrush because it never leaves the bathroom. There's a designated place for it. So you want to apply the rule of the toothbrush to every other area of your home so that you can find the things you need when you need them.
0: So well said also. And the final theme you want to talk about is labeling what you have. And I do have several labeling machines. I think for me, the most important thing is to keep a battery in the label maker. So I have no excuses when I'm setting up whatever I'm setting up or labeling different things around my house.
1: You don't stand a chance in your home of things going back to their designated place unless those places are labeled. That is your insurance policy for Your house staying organized once you invest the time in setting it up. So, for example, in my kitchen, I have a desk area. And on the stapler in the kitchen area, it's labeled kitchen stapler. No one is going to take that stapler somewhere else because they know this is where it belongs. So if you can apply that to every area of your house, then you will be able to maintain the organization. And my husband sometimes jokes that I would label body parts if I could, and that might be true. But that is my insurance that everybody in my house can be accountable for putting things away and knowing where things go.
0: I like that so much because the big battle in my house is over the scissors. There's scissors in the kitchen, and they always seem to migrate to different places, someone specific's office, for example. And then I never have scissors to open things when I'm cooking, and I always ask where they are. And there's a lot of, you know, I don't know, I don't know. And if my scissors were labeled as the kitchen scissors, you are correct. That argument would go away, and maybe that person would feel compelled to return the scissors to the kitchen, the kitchen scissors, because they would be labeled as the kitchen scissors. And you could have office scissors. You could have three pairs of office scissors. So they would still have office scissors, but there would be very designated specific place, Who owns the scissors? What room owns the scissors that they need to go back to? Let
1: me tell you another one, the chargers. I remember my children are now in college, but there always seemed to be discussion about whose charger was who and what you just put a label on it. Rebecca Charger, Matthew Charger, Jeff Charger, Barbara Charger. Now we all know whose chargers are who. No one can claim that theirs is the one that's sitting there when somebody else's is lost.
0: Exactly. And you can borrow the other person's charger, but just know that it has to be returned. Final question. What is the number one thing someone should do the minute they are done listening to this podcast that can make an impact on being more organized? Your number one favorite tip.
1: So the number one favorite tip that I have is the easiest tip that I have because it sort of breaks the paralysis for some people in starting them on an organizing journey. And that is to go into your refrigerator, throw away all the expired food, all the jars of condiments that sit on the door of your refrigerator that never get touched and go into your bathroom and throw away all of the expired medication and toiletries. These are easy things and it's low hanging fruit and it sets the tone for what you can do in the rest of your house.
0: I love that. I didn't really think about that, but that's also genius. You know what people should do though also is you need to label some things because for me, I have two stepchildren that are in college. They come home for break. They buy stuff. I don't know if it's theirs or not, and I'm always kind of hesitant to throw stuff away. If it was labeled, I would know. So it all comes together. So thank you so much. Before we wrap up, give us your social channel handles and where people can find out more about you and be in touch. So my Instagram
1: is Barbara Reesh Resourceful. My Facebook is also Barbara Reesh Resourceful Consultants. You can find me online, www.resourcefulconsultants.com, and also on Twitter, Barbara Reesh. Awesome. Thank you so
0: much. Thank you, Bobby. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this Financial Grown-Up Guide episode. If you enjoyed it, leave a review. We read all of them, and they mean the world to us. Subscribe, share with friends. We need your help to get the word out and to grow the show. And be in touch so I can thank you personally. DM me on Instagram at BobbyRebelle1 and on Twitter at Bobby Rebell. And you can find all of our episodes, including the classic episodes featuring money stories from high achievers, at BobbyRebelle.com under the Financial Grown Up tab. You can also find the fun promo videos that we share on social media, along with links to resources mentioned on the podcast, and now even transcripts of the shows. While you are there, please check out my new podcast, Money in the Morning. Just click on that tab. It is co-hosted with Stacking Benjamins, Joe Salcihai. We take the most buzzworthy headlines and break them down into what matters to you with specific tips to live rich lives as financial grownups.